0: Welcome everybody on live stream. So glad to have you today. Uh, you know, uh, let us know there on the comments what, uh, God's doing and let us know that you're there. Praise the Lord. Like subscribe, uh, share, do all that. Hit the bells, hit the whistles, whatever's there. Just hit it. Except the thumbs down. Don't hit that. <laughs> but, uh, we just want to thank you for joining us and, uh, let us know you're there in the comments. Um, <clears throat> I want to go ahead and, if you brought your Bible this morning, go over to the book of John, the Gospel of John. I want you to see something here in chapter number 16. Uh, John 16, verse number 13. This is a familiar verse. We're not, this is not foreign to us. But uh, it's uh, something that's stirring in me here. I have been for, I guess, a, a number of years making it a prayer focus of mine. Uh, because he said over there in the Old Testament, he said, "Ask of me of the things to come concerning my sons, and of the work of my hands, command ye me." That means make requirement on on me to to reveal what's coming. You know, you can do that. You can you can say God, because and let me tell you why you have a right to know what the the part that God. The part that you need to know, you have a right to know what's coming because God expects you and I to work with Him in what's coming. And so He said, ask of me the things to come concerning my sons. And we have a scripture that we can do that because here in John 16, Jesus said, verse 13, "Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of Himself, but whatever He hears, that shall He speak. And look at this, He'll show you things to come. So you and I have a right to ask him about the future. Now, we might not, he might not tell us everything about the future, but he will tell us, and we have a right to know what, what affects us concerning the future, and uh, he, we have a right to know, um, we have a right to know, because we, God intends us to work with him in it, like I said, but also... We, we have a right to know, if, if, if it, even if it's something that the enemy is planning to do, we have a right to know enough. We might not, God might not give you all the details, but he'll give you enough information to get you ready for what's coming. Or he'll give you enough information so that you can exercise authority over what the enemy's intending to do. There's, there's a lot of, um, I don't know what the word is, Anx- I guess the word is anxiety about the future in people's lives. They're not sure what's going on right now. I mean, in the nation, in politics, in the economy, in the area of wars, and I mean, you know, are we looking at World War III? Well, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of anxiety. People are, people are not exactly sure what's coming. But how many of you know the Holy Ghost will tell you everything you need to know about what's coming? And how many of you know He doesn't tell you, so he doesn't tell you and I what's coming in order to be, make us anxious or make us afraid? We've got to stop letting... What, even if God shows us something's coming in order for us to get ready for it. Because sometimes He'll say, I want you to exercise authority over it. Sometimes He'll say, I'm going to preserve you through this. Uh, but, uh, here's what I want you to do to get ready for it. Um, so he'll show you enough of that to have to, to, so that you know what to do to get ready for it. Especially if you have a sense about something and you seek him and say, Lord, what is it that I'm to do about this? Uh, or is there anything that I'm to do about this? Because, uh, the Lord has made us the head and not the tail. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to tell you what the Lord said to me. He's coming. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Amen. 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 So, uh, he didn't tell me everything. I don't know everything. Does anybody here know everything? I'll sit down. If you, if you want to get up, if you know everything, then I'll let you talk. I don't know everything, but I know enough to, of, of what I need to know. Yes. I believe. He, he shared some things with me, though. During the week, the first week of December, he, I woke up one morning, I believe it was Monday morning, and uh, he began to talk to me and tell me, I want you to tell my people some things. Yeah. And for the next week, not every moment, but uh, uh, I mean, for hours a day, he talked to me about some things and uh, I've got to share some things and let you know what he's sharing with me because he told me, I want you to tell my people. He does that. I mean, whenever he called me to the ministry, he said, go tell my people I'm coming soon. My assignment is his people. Amen. So, um, but one of the things we've got to guard against, like, because the Lord will show you. Anybody ever had the Lord give you a glimpse into your future and what his plans are for you? And, uh, and, and your mind goes, oh, me? Little old me? I, I don't think I could walk there. I don't think I, I mean, who am I, Lord? You know, because how many of you know he has good plans to do good things for you and through you? Amen. Um, somebody said, well, you know, Jesus appeared to Brother Hagin. Jesus did all this for Brother Hagin. Jesus uh, showed him, uh, you know, his future and so many things. Uh, and they say, well, yeah, but that was Brother Hagin. Well, Brother Hagin wasn't Brother Hagin whenever that happened to Brother Hagin. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? They, they had a nickname for him back then, and I don't say this to be disrespectful. I'm just saying who he was back then. String Bean from Tom Bean because he was so thin, and he's from Tom Bean, Texas. And so when you, you and I say, me, little old me, because God will give you glimpses. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God gives you glimpses of where you're going to stand, how he's going to use you. And uh, you're tempted to say, me? Well, yeah, uh, right now, you, you might be string bean from tom bean. You know what I'm talking about? But that's not going to stay that way. Somebody needs to believe it this morning. Amen. So that's on God's side, about God's plans, but sometimes the Lord will show you what the enemy's getting ready to do. Uh, and, and the reason for that is, is you gotta know in each case what to do, the reason is, number one, either to exercise authority over it, I've been there many times, where I kept, I kept seeing, so the enemy's gonna try to rise up and do this, and I say, no you don't, I get over in the spirit. I'm not talking about I think, this is no I'm talking about I get in the spirit in prayer, and the Lord shows me this is getting ready to happen. The devil's going to try to do this. He's got in a trap. He's, setting a, he's, setting, he's trying to uh, uh, attack you in this area. And so uh, when you know those things, God doesn't show you those things to make you afraid. Number one, he shows them to you to either exercise authority over it, or sometimes you won't have unction to exercise authority over it. Uh, sometimes you'll have unction to get ready for it. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Been there a number of times. But anyway, um, the thing I'm wanting to say to you is whenever God shows you something that's coming that the enemy's getting ready to do, you have to know that the enemy's going to come. When it, let me say it this way. When God talks, Satan talks. And so when God speaks something to you, Satan will come and he'll try to fill you with fear about that. How many of you know God has not given us a spirit of fear? Amen. And whenever something comes to us in our spirits, that doesn't—and it's from God—that doesn't bring fear, but it does bring a pre, a pre a, a pre notice of what's coming, so that we can get ready for it, so that we can go through it and just laugh at it. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. So I want you to see this, John 16, verse number 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of himself, whatever he hears, that he'll speak. Then those last words is what I want to emphasize. He will show you things to come. Notice he, he said he will show you whatever you need to know. Even if you don't stand in the office of the prophet and have revelation gifts, he'll show you what you need to know. And listen, if you're a person of prayer and you're in good fellowship with God, you're in good... Ta- How many of you know you're on talking terms with God? How many of you know you're an intelligent being and he's an intelligent being? And if he hasn't said anything, then you're good. Well, I mean, I watch the news and they say this and that, but I don't have any alarm in my spirit. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Amen. You can go as much by what he doesn't say as what he does say. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about or not. We are led by the Spirit of God. We're not led externally. We're not led by the news reports. We're not led by outward circumstances, We're, what the what the inflation rate is or whatever they, the, the employment rate or whatever rates. You know what I'm talking about? That's their world, not our world. But... Um, you know here in uh December, it was important that the the Lord wants me to share this. I didn't want to share it to be honest with you because uh it's doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like victory but if if you don't hear victory it's because you're not hearing what is being said all right and so um the Lord began to talk to me the first week of December and One of the first things he said to me was, because how many of you know, let me back up and say this, one of the uh, assignments on this ministry is to teach and demonstrate the spirit of faith. And it's important that we uh, hear things and not, in, in in other words, it's important that we hear things and keep a spirit of faith about them. I'm laying a good foundation for what I need to say here. Amen. I'm going to give you what the Lord said to me this year in print. It'll be, it'll be here in a couple weeks. It won't be right now. I'm going to give it to you in print because I want you to keep this before you this year and possibly a few years after that. And so uh, God's given us a mandate to teach and to demonstrate the spirit of faith. And what the spirit of faith does, it makes you an exception to what's going on around you. It makes you an anomaly. What's happening to everybody else is not happening to you. How many of you know Noah was saved and everybody else was spared because he had faith in what God told him to do? He had faith enough to get ready for what God told him. And so, it'll make you an anomaly, especially in bad times. And so, um, it doesn't matter what happens in this world's economy and what happens in, in the financial realm, the business world, the economic world, it doesn't matter what happens out there. If you keep a spirit of faith, it will be different for you. I said, it'll be different for you. Hallelujah. And so during that week, the Lord began to talk to me and he said, one of the first things he said to me was, uh, and he was in a, I remembered Ephesians 6, verse number 13, when he said this, uh, you might remember Ephesians six, thirteen. it talks about, how many of you know there, he's talking about putting the arm, on the armor of God, you remember all that? And in verse number 13, he said, take unto you the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. And he, he said this to me, the first thing he said this to me was, the evil day is the day that the system around you is experiencing harvest off of its corruption. Oh. Well, that certainly could be part of what the evil day means. But I knew instantly, when, see when he starts talking, this happens to me a lot of times because, you know, in the nighttime your mind gets quiet. You go to sleep, you just, your mind goes quiet. A little key to how to sleep right there. Shut your mind down. <laughs> but um, so, you know, when I go to bed, of course, of my mind gets quiet like yours does. And many times when I wake up, either the Lord will speak to me right when I wake up or if I turn my heart to him and don't, you know, get, get in my mind, okay, I've got to do this today, i got to do that. But, but just turn my heart to him and he'll, he'll take me through things that I need to know to prepare me for that day or, pre- you know, just, just edify my spirit to encourage me, so forth and so on. Just like you, right? And so, right, that's supposed to be an amen, okay, good, yeah. And so the evil day, he said, is the day when the system around you is experiencing harvest off its corruption. Now, that's not the only thing that that term means. It could be any time you're under attack, whether it's the system around you or it's you personally or something like that. But but he was, instantly, I knew what he was talking to me about, and um I I knew he was referencing the economics in the world around us right now and the issues that are arising. You know, carnal and uh, demonically inspired men have been making decisions in our nation that concern our financial issues for a long time that are stupid. That's the nicest word I can say in church. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) amen and you know you can't just keep yielding to wrong thinking carnality and and make your decisions based on demonically inspired influences and that not eventually catch up to you and so um, I knew that's what he was talking about wrongdoing eventually overflows into judgment And the backslidden church, to be honest with you, had some responsibility in this happening. But that's another subject for another day. I won't get into that. Um, Let me stop here and remind you of something. Go over to Matthew chapter number twelve, verse number thirty-six, and uh, look at what Jesus said here. We know this passage. You know, either make the tree good and his fruit good. But they said Jesus is casting out devils by the prince of the devils. He said, "Well, how can I do it by the devil?" If, uh, you know, uh, the fruit is good and the devil's bad. The fruit of me casting out devils is people being set free. The devil's not setting people free. That's what he's saying. Either make the tree good and his fruit good. This verse number 33. Uh, and the tree corrupt or his fruit corrupt. O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say unto you that every outer word that a man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Uh, to, to help you understand some things we're going to say, notice that word, they'll give account thereof in the day of judgment. You look up the word, and there's much we can say, say from this about the importance of our words. But for time's sake, I won't get into all of that. I'll just mention what I wanted to point out one thing here, and that is the the term, the day of judgment. You look up the word judgment, and it's th- that's the word crisis. Uh, it's spelled with a K, K-R-I-S-I-S. We get our word crisis from it. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, he said they'll give account thereof in the day of crisis. And so there's, there's, Um, The word crisis is the evil day. Are you with me? It's a time uh, when disobedience catches up with people. Living in the flesh, doing what the flesh wants, catches up with people. It's really not God doing it. I said, God's mad. He's judging. No, he put all people's sin on Jesus. But if people persist in yielding to the devil, you know, you're going to eventually have trouble with the devil. Anyway. And so um, some of these things, some of these times of crises are not brought on. By, uh, let me say it this way. The times of crisis are not brought on by the people of God. They're not brought on by God. They're brought on by others around us disobeying God. Now, Psalm 1 says, if you read Psalm 1 very carefully, he makes a distinction between what happens to those who meditate in the word day and night, delight to do it. And uh, he said, those people will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He'll bring forth his fruit in his season. Whatever he does will prosper. Remember that? In other words, regardless of how dry it gets around him, he's planted in a place where he's got a supply and his roots are down there by the water just sucking in everything he needs. And he's flourishing, he's bringing forth good fruit in the middle of dry seasons and whatever he does shall prosper. Then in verse number four, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. You know, something dries up and gets dry and blows away. Some plant of some kind. He said, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So he's saying uh, in the time of... this, The word judgment here is, again, a time of crisis. The word... Uh, I mean, the time of the evil day, when things catch up to people, that affects people... That, that affects two different groups of people two different ways. Yes. 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 You understand what I'm talking about? And so... Uh, What the outcome of one man is who feeds his spirit on the word and delights to walk in the light of it, he'll stand and even flourish in times of crisis, but there'll be a lot of people go down. Are you still with me this morning? Don't get nervous. We're just going to share what the Lord said. There's good news in this for us. You got to hear it with the spirit of faith, not hear it with the spirit of fear. And so I wanted to lay that groundwork so that we can uh, understand the rest of the things he said. You can also write down Isaiah three ten through 11. He says, tell the wicked it'll not be well with him, but tell the righteous it'll be well with him. He's going to eat the fruit of his doing. Amen. So there, there can be, during one particular season of stuff going on, there can be some that it affects tremendously bad, and others sail through it as if it's not even happening. Tell the righteous it'll be well with them. Hallelujah. And you can see, particularly in Psalm chapter number one, it'll be well with those who are planted in the right place. They're planted and drawing from the word through meditating on the word. Amen. I might go ahead and get happy and preach this morning. So I want you to see that truth before we go on with what the Spirit of God's saying here. But he went on to say, he, so the first thing he said to me was, the time of, of crisis, excuse me, the... Uh, the, the evil day is the day the system around you is experiencing harvest off of its corruption. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed there's some corruption around. And that doesn't last forever and ever. It's called seed time and harvest. Har- corruption catches up and it eventually falls apart. And somebody said, that, that makes me afraid. You ought to rejoice. Because that's a wall. Judgment is a wall. God has set up a law of sowing and reaping just like we we sow to the Spirit and reap life everlasting and the blessings of God. There's also a law that those that sow to the flesh, they hit a wall called judgment. In other words, that'll stop that thing. Hallelujah. Uh, Judgment's not something to be afraid of. It's just something to be on the right side of. Amen. Get on the right side of it. And you'll harvest a tremendous amount of blessings. But anyway, so um, first of all, that's what he said. He said, the evil day is the day that the system around you has experienced harvest off of its corruption. Then he went on to say, sometimes you can exercise authority over what's getting ready to happen out there in the world in the evil day and stop it. But sometimes I'll tell you what to do by my spirit in order to prepare you to go through it. Are you still out there? If you'll listen to my spirit, you'll be able to go through the evil day and just laugh at it because it won't affect you like it does others. How many of you know that makes me think of Job 5, 21 and 22. At destruction and famine, you'll laugh. You'll laugh. I mean, it's not going to affect you like it does others. But it's not automatic just because I'm saved. Notice what he said here. He said, if you'll listen, let me find it again. "Uh, If you'll listen to my spirit, you'll be able to go through the evil day and just laugh at it because it won't affect you like it does others. So there's more to this than just being a Christian. It's a matter of listening to the Holy Ghost. Listen, there's more to this than making good confessions. That's That's the truth. It's a matter of, yes, making your confessions, but then what are you getting a prompting about in your spirit? Amen. Now listen to this again because I want you to read, uh, I want you to hear this. Sometimes you can exercise, this is what he said, sometimes you can exercise authority over what's getting ready to happen out there in the world in the evil day and stop it. But sometimes I'll tell you what to do by my spirit in order to prepare you to go through it. Now we need to listen to that. that. I could preach for three services just on that. Because there's a tremendous amount in those statements right there. And somebody said, well, I'm just believing I don't have to go through anything. Well, uh, uh, you know, somebody said, if I have faith, I won't even go through anything. Well, poor Paul didn't know that. He went through a storm in Acts 27 that lasted for two weeks. Almost drowned for two weeks. You know why he got into that? Not because of his disobedience. Remember, he had a witness of the Spirit not to go, and he tried to tell everybody, but he's a, Roman, he's a prisoner to the Roman army, and he can't stay back. He had to go because they decided to go. So he got in the middle of some things, not because of his disobedience, because somebody else wouldn't listen to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And God took him through that and preserved him through that. Whoo, glory be to God. So now, it's important that you understand there, there's, there's more here than I have time to get into because I believe one of the things I need to do today is get through what he said and just make some comments about it and then send, spend some time in the weeks to come. We'll see how the Lord leads us to, to, to take some of these things and break them down and to understand them a little better. But notice this, <clears throat> excuse me, this statement. Sometimes you can exercise authority over what's getting ready to happen out there in the world in the evil day and stop it. When he said that, and I was meditating on it later because I wrote all these things, I like to get it written down as he says it and, and then go back and meditate on it. So as I went back and meditated on it, I thought, you know, that's exactly what happened here when Dr. Dufresne came here in 2008, and he was in his room, and he saw that vision. He had a vision of a, an evil spirit, maybe more than one, I don't remember, but an evil spirit uh, uh, spreading black, uh, black substance over the economy of this nation. And that's when the economy was really, the, the, the economy went through some real shaking. Some banks were going under, and things started happening. You Remember that? Uh, how many of you sailed through that as if it wasn't even happening? Yeah. Woo, glory to God. That's the right. That's the inheritance of the righteous. I mean, being planted by a river of living water, just flourishing while every, while other people are struggling, we're flourishing. But um, when Doctor Dufresne took authority over that. Well, actually, he came here. Remember, he I think he had the experience in the hotel. And then he said, I want you to go to the service tonight and have this, this church, as a representative of the body of Christ, have this church uh, exercise authority over that spirit with you. Yes. And he came here. And you remember the power and the anointing that fell whenever we did that? Uh, and, uh, and the, the, the economist, you, you can go back and listen to news reports during that time, and people were saying, I don't know what's holding this up. I don't know what's holding this up. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. News broadcast, people that weren't even saved saying things like that. We don't even know what's holding this up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, We do. <laughs> We'll all be to God. So the Lord said that sometimes you can exercise authority over what's getting ready to happen out there in the world in the evil day and stop it. But then he went on, sometimes I'll tell you what to do by my spirit in order to prepare you to go through it. Now, there's reasons that he leads differently during different situations. But I don't have time to get in that. I will say basically a lot of it, uh, a lot of, well, my goodness, if I get started, it could be a long time. But, but uh, read Acts 27. The Lord spoke to me before about Acts 27, and he spoke to me again about it during this experience. Acts 27 was, was uh, Paul getting into that storm because of uh, other people weren't listening to what the Holy Ghost was saying. But he still had a covenant through that thing. And he stood on it, and an angel came and delivered him. And he asked for the lives of everybody on the ship. Some things on the ship were lost, but their lives were all spared. Hallelujah. And so he leads different in different situations because different situations. Now, now sometimes you might not know why he leads differently. But um, as I meditated on this, uh, it came to me that... Really, I'm going to just read it like I wrote this down. Now, this didn't come by the Spirit. Uh, This came afterwards. And uh, I want you to think about this because this is is important for you to understand. I believe he's saying to me because of what he's getting ready to say here. I, I haven't shared it with you yet, but... What he's saying to me is that what we stopped in 2008 didn't get stopped forever. It got pushed off. Amen. It's awfully quiet in here. We get the victory. Amen. So just just rejoice. We get the victory. It just got pushed off. It only got delayed. Because what needed to happen in the church at large... Didn't happen. Are you with me? To deliver this nation from what is coming back against it again. Amen. This time, the Spirit of God is going to tell the true people of God what to do to go through it. Amen. Because it doesn't belong to us. Amen. All right. So, are you still glad you came this morning? You are not a victim. Come on. Somebody say, I am not a victim. We got to hear this with the spirit of faith. Don't, don't, don't let fear get on the inside of us. My wife and I sat down, I don't know, a few weeks, I don't know, well, it was a few months ago, I guess, and, uh, and we started talking. We realized God was dealing with both of us about the same thing, about something to do financially. And, uh, and we just started doing it. Amen. We just started doing it big time. Amen. 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 And as we discussed it, we realized we know now why we're doing it. Yes. Because of what the Lord's saying here. Yes. You remember back in the, and I, I keep thinking about this. You remember whenever, Brother Hagan said twice in his life, the Lord said something. One time he said it different than the other. One time he said, a crunch is coming, but it won't affect you like it does others if you do what I tell you to do. Yes. And that was in the 80s. And that, I can tell you about what that was all about. I won't get into that this morning. But another time was in the 50s. And the Lord just witnessed with his spirit, and, and he knew there was a recession coming, and that he was to prepare for it, but he didn't get ready for it. In fact, he got himself in a pretty bad place financially. And uh, you remember that story where he was laying in his, he had a travel trailer, he was laying in his travel trailer and he was meditating on the word, getting ready for a service. And he had a keen sense that somebody walked into the travel trailer. You remember that? And, and uh, he, he had a keen sense that they came and stood beside him. And he said, who are you? And he, and he, he reached out in the natural and tried to feel who was there. And uh, he said he was aware that someone was standing there for a while, and uh, then he, he, because he didn't respond in the spirit, but he responded in the natural, the being walked out of the travel trailer again. He said it was almost like he could hear the door open and the door shutting. And so that was the Lord had given him the inner witness in 1956 that a recession was coming. And then in 1957 is when the angel came in, tried to talk to him, but he didn't respond to him. Then he got into financial difficulty. He was going behind big time every month. He was borrowing money every month just to keep afloat. And then, that was in 57, then, that's when the recession hit, then in 58, he was praying in a meeting and Jesus himself came and appeared to him and stood before him and and said, I I tried to talk to you by my, I sent my angel to talk to you when you were out in California, but he said, you didn't respond to to my angel. If you would have yielded to the spirit, you would have known what he was, what the message he had to deliver you. He said, I was, I sent that angel because I saw you didn't listen to the inner witness about the recession and getting ready for it. So I sent my angel to talk to you about it, but you didn't respond to that. And that's why you got into the trouble you got into. He said, now I've come to help you because you're here praying about your finances. I've come to help you. And he said, it'll take seven months for you to get this thing turned around. It wouldn't have been that way if you'd listened to me ahead of time. How many of you know God is so good, He'll tell you ahead of time what to do? But if we just bumble along, and, and just kind of bumble through and don't listen to the Holy Ghost, it could bother, it, it could affect us. You got to hear this with your heart. Anybody listening with your heart? Not with your head, not with fear, but with the spirit of faith saying, okay, God's on my side. He said he would show me things to come. What am I, what am I supposed to do? Because he told me that if, I, if I'll do what he, he told me to do, I'll go through this and I'll go through the evil day and be able to just laugh at it because it won't affect me like it does others. Woo! That's my inheritance. Brother Hagin didn't listen, so he wasn't laughing. You know what I'm talking about? And so Jesus came and gave him some, he said, I'll help you and so forth, and said what he would do, and and that's a longer story uh, than I have time to get into, but it happened just like that, and he said in seven months is when it all turned around. Well, how many of you want to avoid those seven, well, one year plus seven months? We can. He'll show us things to come. Why is he showing us things to come? Just so we can go around and say, oh, I know what's coming. I know it. No, it's for you to get ready. For you to get ready. So he said some things you can exercise authority over and stop it. But some things he said, I'll prepare you. I'll tell you what to do. Some things uh, I'll prepare you by my spirit, tell you what to do in order to prepare you to go through it. I like that. Hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through something, didn't they? But they came out without even the smell of smoke. Daniel went through something in the lion's den, didn't he? But he came out without even a single mark, a bite mark on his hand or anything. Woo, glory be to God. We got to know what belongs to us in these times. And so, but he said, if you listen to my spirit, you'll be able to go through it the the evil day and just laugh at it because it won't affect you like it does others. Then he said this to me. Now, this is the main, one of two main points he gave me. He said this to me. Tell my people not to override the promptings I give them within their spirit concerning the days ahead and what to do about them because I will take them through what is coming by showing them what to do. Tell them I'll guide them in all the affairs of their life, of their life even their financial affairs, if they'll ask me. He said, I'll keep them ahead of things that are coming by having them ready for it. Amen. I don't know about you. I, I, I read that. He keeps saying something's coming. Yeah. 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 Somebody said, I thought it already came and all oh, the markets are down, everything. <laughs> it ain't over yet, honey. It ain't over next year. So, um, I could tell you more details. I know some specific details of what's coming, and I'm not at liberty to share that. I shared it with my wife, and we were making some plans. Um, Somebody said, well, this doesn't sound like faith or victory. It, It will be victory if you listen. It'll be victory if you listen. And so he said, Tell, I'm going to read that again. Tell my people not to override the promptings I give them within their spirit concerning the days ahead and what to do about them. Because I'll take them through what is coming by showing them what to do. Now, let me say something to you. You don't get promptings by watching the news. And the Lord actually addressed this later. But, but I'm not talking about getting the, watching the news and getting afraid. I'm not talking about that's not you getting a prompting from the Holy Ghost. The promptings of the Holy Ghost come when you quiet your mind in prayer and then you pray in the Holy Ghost and something comes up, do this. Amen. And so, but anyway, you know, I got to read that again. This is in bold. <laughs> tell my, this is the first of the main thing he said I'm to tell him. Tell my people not to override the promptings I give them within their spirit concerning the days ahead and what to do about them because I will take them through what is coming by showing them what to do. Tell them I will guide them in the affairs of their life in all the affairs of their life, even their financial affairs if they'll ask me. And I'll keep them ahead of what of the things that are coming by having them ready for it. Right. <clears throat> Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And so, um, I didn't want to say this. In fact, all the way up to the pulpit, I was still saying, Lord, there's another sermon. (laughs) Amen. People like things that tickle their ears. And they'll tune things like this out. But they'll be the ones coming to you saying, what do I do? What do I do? Because they didn't listen to the Holy Ghost. This is, not, this is not a sermon of defeat. You got to hear it with the spirit of faith. Everybody say real bold and robust. I have a spirit of faith. <laughs> good, 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 good. Hallelujah. And so I want you to hear this um, because, you know, it sounds negative, but really it's God telling us ahead of time how to avoid something that is very negative, and we sail right through it. It's not negative at all. And so uh, the spirit is, we we need to know that what he's saying here is that the spirit is standing by ready to help every single one of us individually. That's what he said when he said, tell my people not to override the promptings I give them within their spirit. He's saying the spirit's ready to to tell you exactly what to do. He's he's standing right there. Actually, he's on the inside of every one of us and he's right there to tell us what to do. Amen. Amen. In, in the years to come, you'll look back at this service and say, I was warned. I was warned. Because of his love for me, I was told ahead of time. I'm not saying this is just in 2023, but I said in the years ahead. All right? Everybody still glad you came this morning? And so um, it's important that we listen and, and hear this with the spirit of faith. So I want you to hear the rest of this. How many of you know, like I said, the Holy Ghost will show us things to come. Um, So we look at at what he he goes on. um, Let me say this before we go on. If my people, this is is what he went on to say. Somebody said, if I listen, what will happen? He went on to say, if my people will learn to follow my spirit. Listen to that term, learn to follow my spirit. And they'll be able to laugh at destruction and famine when it comes. Because it won't be able to touch them. But tell them, then he said this, this, tell them they must learn to respond to my spirit. First of all, he said, learn to listen to my spirit. Second of all, he said, learn to respond. Learn to listen to my spirit. But then he said, learn to respond. So he's equating responding to what you have in your spirit to do to listening, learning to listen to the Holy Ghost. You understand what I'm talking about? A man that just knows in his spirit. Now, listen, some of you, some of you while I'm talking, when I, whenever I start saying something about, you know, you, you, there's, there's a sense like what's going on in our nation right now? I mean, in, in the, in the uh, social scene, <clears throat> there's a lot of turmoil in the uh, news media, in the economics and things. There's just a, and and, and you're, in your spirit, you're like, what's going on right now? Um, In your spirit, you know something's coming. A lot of you are just shaking your head at me right now. You're aware this is going the wrong direction. Right? And so uh, if you know that, if you know that, he said, learn to follow my spirit. Learn to respond to that. If you know that, go to prayer and say, Lord, what is this and what do I do about it? Because just because you know what the Spirit is witnessing with your spirit about doesn't mean that you're responding to what you know to do. A man who knows what, he, what, the, what the Spirit is witnessing to him about but doesn't respond has not yet learned to follow the Spirit. He might know what the Spirit is saying, but he's not learned to follow You've all just testified. Many of you, you know, something's, something's, something's going the wrong direction. It's going to hit the fan here somewhere. Isn't that right? If you know that, go to prayer and say, Lord, what is this? What can I do about it? And what do you want me to do about it? Because whatever's getting ready to hit the fan doesn't belong to me. I've learned to ask God more questions. Not out of my head, but out of my spirit. And you need to learn to seek him about what you know in your spirit. So he went on to say, "This this is just so precious to me. I've been meditating on this since the first week of December. He went on to say, I long to do so much more for my children. But I'm hindered if they fail to respond to what my spirit is saying to them. Sometimes even through ministers that I have sent. Now, that's an interesting statement. In other words, out of his mercy, because um, some people aren't listening to what they know in their spirit. He'll talk to a minister and say, tell my people this. And whenever he says it to God's people, they go, I've been aware of something not right. He said... I long to do so much for my children, but I'm hindered if they fail to respond to what my spirit is saying to them, sometimes even through ministers that I have sent. So out of his mercy, if he's not able to get their attention by the inner witness, he'll have somebody say it out loud. Amen. Now, why say it out loud? Because maybe more people will listen that way. Did you see what Jesus did for Brother Hagin? He didn't follow the inner witness. So God tried to, see, do, to move some other ways. Now, listen to me. You got to hear this because the Lord said this to me one time. He said, learn to trust the inner witness. He said, I haven't promised you anything else. And he hasn't. He hasn't. He'll, he'll try to bear witness with you and talk to you about things. Uh, but if you don't listen, he's not promised you he's going to do anything beyond that. Amen Amen. all right, so I had to stop and explain that but let me read it again I long to do so much more for my children. Don't you hear his love in that his compassion? But he said I'm hindered if they fail to respond to what my spirit is saying to them sometimes even through ministers that I have sent and so I long to help them but even when my spirit has alerted them on the inside and they have a sense about what is getting ready to happen. Listen, they don't seek me or ask me about what they are to do uh, concerning their affairs, even their financial affairs. Notice he brought up financial affairs twice here. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Now, this isn't fun to preach yeah. because I get different responses from this. Yeah. 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 Somebody said, I like victory. Listen, if, if, you, if you want victory, listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying. Amen. Listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying. Well, I'm just going to make my confessions. Yeah, and when you make your confessions, the Holy Ghost is saying, okay, you're in faith, now I can move, do this. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. No, I got the victory, I got the victory. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Then he switched gears a bit and began talking to me about what I preached to you about 10 days ago on Wednesday night about fear. He switched gears and started talking to me about that, and uh, this is the second part of the two main parts of what he wanted me to share. Um, And so he spent more time to me talking about this second part than he did even the first part. But he said, he went on and he said, tell my people. So remember, I had one tell my people already. And here's the second tell my people. Tell my people that when they sense the evil day is coming out there, they must guard their heart against the expectation of evil. Now, I shared that with you. Was that 10 days ago on a Wednesday night, I believe? He said, they must guard their heart against the expectation of evil. Now, what he's saying here is expecting the evil that's out there to be in their lives. How I many of you know what I'm talking about? And so he said, guard your heart against the expectation of evil. Why? Because what belongs to them out there under the... the, the remember the Bible said, that in the world, the people out there in the world are under the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of the disobedience. Remember that? There, there are people that are under the, the sway of what's going on in the world. And because they're not in heaven's system, they're in the world's system. Literally, if I preached everything he said to me that first week of December, I think we'd preach for three months on it. Because he talked to me a lot about those who are in this world's system and not in the faith system is going to affect the world's system and not the faith system. I remember years ago, the Lord said to Brother Copeland, he said, <clears throat> um, he said, the reason I'm talking about faith so much or, or have emphasized, you, you know, for, for, gener- for, for a couple of decades, for three or four decades now, the Spirit of God has emphasized faith in the body of Christ, yes. the message of faith. And the Lord told Brother Copeland one day, he said, the reason I'm doing that is because he said the day's coming, whether they want to or not, they're going to have to use it. They might not want to now. Maybe they don't even have to now. But the day's coming, they'll have to. Well, why don't you tell me something good news? I am. Are you hearing what the good news is? You've been listening to the Word and preparing and getting ready for what's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell my people that when they sense the evil day is coming out there, you just testified you do, they must guard their heart from the expectation of evil. Talking about what, what the, that getting into their life. You know, well, I don't know about my money, my money, my investments, my job. my What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You're, here's what you're going to do. You're going to follow the Holy Ghost. That's what you're going to do. You're going to use your faith, yes, but you're going to follow the Holy Ghost because when you use your faith, he's going to show you what to do. Listen, he is standing by. He loves you. He wants to help you. Notice what he said. I long to do so much more for my children. He wants to help us. He's longing to help us. Whenever I was meditating on this, I thought about the Lord speaking to Brother Hagin about a time that his wife had a, his Miss Aretha had a goyer here on her neck and it kept growing and growing. And at nighttime, Brother Hagin be awakened by her choking because it started cutting off her windpipe. And, and, uh, Brother Hagin nor Miss Aretha ever said anything to each other about having it operated on. And they found out later why. Both of them knew by revelation internally, inward revelation, that if she was operated on, she would die on the operating table. So, um, Brother Hagin went to prayer about it. He said, my wife, I, I need my wife. He took, took that to the Lord. Remember, he, he jokingly said, I just finally got her trained. You remember him saying that? <laughs> I need my wife. I need, you know, and so he's pleading her case. And I don't remember how after the Lord appeared to him that time, I don't know if it was, I think it was just the Lord, by inward revelation, spoke to him and said, tell your wife to be operated on and she'll be all right. He said, just because you asked me. And then the Lord said to him, he said, I long, because the Lord said, if she would have been going on the operating table, she would have died. But because of your prayers and you asking me to spare her life, he said, tell her to go have the operation and she'll live and her life will be spared. And he said, I'm doing this just because you asked me. And then he said, I long to do so much for my children, but they never ask me. Why don't you ask him? What should I do to sail right through this? What do I need to know? I mean, if you don't show me anything, fine, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, right. Just keep doing what I'm doing, right? Yeah. right? But ah, um, oh, man, this is just helping me. Tell my people to when they sense the evil days coming out there to guard their heart against the expectation of evil. And so the devil, uh, the, the devil speaks to us from the outside. And when he speaks, there's always fear or something like that, anxiety. It creates, it creates anxiety, creates worry. When God speaks, even if he's showing you things to come which are not his will, there's still not anxiety with it. Because there's no worry or no care in God, there's no fear in God. And he won't, what he says does not produce fear. However, God can speak to you and and warn you about something to come and he'll say, you you do what I tell you to do and you'll go right through it. But the enemy can jump in on that and try to get you afraid. I know what I'm talking about because some of you are dealing with it right here, sitting right here. Guard which voice you're listening to. Guard your heart from the expectation of evil in your life. It's going to be good for you. Tell the wicked it won't be well. Tell the righteous it'll be well with them. I got to keep saying it because people there, oh, oh, the pastor said something's coming. Oh, oh. That's not the Holy Ghost. That's exactly what he wants you to do so that he can bind up your spirit and your mind and not hear from God. Amen. Amen. And so... Uh, Praise the Lord. That means the expectation of evil in your life. And so fear is the expectation of evil. He said, tell my people to guard their heart against the expectation of evil. He said, tell them to guard against fear. And he spent a lot of time with me on this. And he dealt with me in my own life about this. And so you're going to have to put your foot to this. Because you're right here in the palm of his hand. And you don't have to worry about a thing if you follow the Holy Ghost. So I'm just afraid I might miss it, stop it. That's fear. Amen. That's going to keep you from missing it. I'm just so afraid I might make the wrong decision. Stop it. You're expecting to miss it. And that's the enemy trying to shut down your spirit to be able to hear from God. Amen. Anybody getting anything out of this? And so when the Holy Ghost speaks to us, he speaks to us from the inside. Even if it's showing us something that's coming, that he wants us to either take authority over it or get ready for it, it still won't bring a fear. It still won't bring fear. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is the expectation of evil, right? It's, something, it's the expectation of something bad coming. And we're to have none of it. Now, we can't control everything that happens out there, but we can control what happens in our life. That's our main realm of authority. Amen. Somebody said, well, we ought to pray and change it out there. Go for it. You'll find yourself hitting a brick wall. Because I've been standing up trying to change it for a long time. Finally, the Lord said to me, my people, the church, the body of Christ didn't listen to me. So this is going to have to be done another way. And that goes over like a lead balloon, you know. People don't like to hear that. They like what tickles their ears. And let me say something else they like. They like false prophets. Amen. I'm not saying that the church is not victorious, but there's some things that is going to have to be done a different way in our nation. We miss God's best. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Some of you are still looking at me like, I don't know if I like this sermon. Well, if you listen to the Holy Ghost, you won't let fear in. And if you listen to the Holy Ghost, he'll tell you exactly what to do. And it'll be as if for you there is no such thing as whatever's happening. Amen. I, I, there's some more specifics. I'm just debating in my heart about if I'm to have any kind of se- session with the church and talk about more. But I, I won't do it unless the Holy Ghost says to. And so... Um, uh, the devil, when God speaks, is standing by to try to get into that to fill you with fear. When I said God speaks, the devil tries to speak too. I've had that happen. I've had the Lord speak to me. And then right at the end of the Lord speaking to me, the devil said, and blah, 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 blah. And if you don't know the difference between the two voices, you'll think God said all of that when he only said the first part. I've had that happen a number of times. In fact, I was preaching up for Pastor Craig Field a number of years ago and I was in the hotel room and the Lord said, I want to show you three times that the devil spoke to you and you thought it was me. And he showed me, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I said, Lord, that voice sounds a whole lot like the Holy Ghost. He said, yeah, that's what Brother Hagin was talking about. There's a voice that sounds a whole lot like the Holy Ghost. And if you're going to be moving in Revelation, you need to know the difference. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. So what the Spirit shows you is coming is either so you can exercise authority over it or, uh, uh, you know, and change it or just get ready for it. But either way, however the Lord leads, it's not going to be something you're afraid of. How many of you know if you're laughing, you're not afraid? He said you'll be able to go through it and just laugh at it. No fear. Amen. Somebody said, Are you talking about 2023? I don't know. He didn't say it was going to happen in 2023. I would say it's going to happen in the next five years or so. Isn't that good of him to give us time to get ready? I mean, he could have done this two weeks before it comes. But he didn't. He's given us some time. So merciful. So merciful. At first, I thought when he first started talking to me, I thought it was going to be this year. But I I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. The more I meditate on it. So, but anyway, um, praise the Lord. Are you still listening? And so when he says these things, guard against the expectation of that getting into your life. Because that's not your covenant right. That's not your right. Your right is you increase more and more. That's your covenant. More and more. And Isaac sowed in the time of famine and reaped a hundredfold. That's your covenant. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. It's time for some financial miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People say, I want a a financial miracle. Well, sometimes it comes out of some going through the fire, so to speak, the burning fiery furnace or going through the lion's den or something like that. But you come out the other side with a testimony like nobody's ever had before. Praise God. And so he wants to fill you with fear. Don't yield to that. Don't listen to that voice. That's the wrong voice. And so, uh, he'll try to mess up what God's saying and get you out of faith, which keeps you... Faith is what keeps you moving with God. Don't get into fear, because that'll open the door to the enemy to move with the enemy, which is exactly what he wants you to do. He wants you to move with him in this. Don't move with the enemy in fear and get into what the devil's doing in the earth. Move with God in faith and get in the exemption. (laughs) Glory be to God. He wants you to move with him. God wants you to move with him. Amen. 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 So then the Lord went on to say, you don't have to focus on the reports of the news about what's coming to know what to do. This is the Lord talking. That would fill your heart and mind with fear, which is not of me. I guide my people internally, not externally, and I will alert you by my spirit when you need to know something. How many of you know you and I need to develop a confidence in that? I'll alert you by my spirit when you need to know something, and I will direct you concerning what to do. If you'll follow my spirit and obey me, what's coming won't affect you as it does others. That's the third time he said that. If you'll listen to my spirit, what's coming won't affect you like it does others. And one time he said, you'll just laugh at it. Ooh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. If you know anything about this, and we, we might get into we might take a service and look at Psalm 1. Uh, Psalm 1 more closely here. We we don't have time here today, but if we get into some of the scriptures that show uh, what actually belongs to you and I in times like this, actually what belongs to you and I is actually to gain ground financially. Because if you have your money in the right place, that's not affected by this, then whenever the bottom hits, you're, you're, you're worth a whole lot more than everybody else, and you can buy everything they can't buy. Off to the races ahead of everybody else. Some of you need to understand how some of these things work. People became very wealthy in the uh, Great Depression of 2029. I mean, I'm not 2029. Uh, <laughs> 1929, I don't know that, that wasn't a prophecy, so don't, uh, people became very wealthy, because they saw what was getting ready to happen, put their money in a safe place, everything crashed, now everything's cheap, and they bought it up, you know, I don't remember they said, I think they said, uh, oh, I don't want to tell you wrong, uh, but I I think it's only just uh, like 20 ounces of gold back then would have bought a whole city block, Well, if you own a whole city block and you start renting a whole city block, cha-ching, cha-ching, and you bought it cash. (laughs) Well, anywho, hallelujah. Am I preaching to the right crowd this morning? See, people think it's just all faith and confession, faith and confession. That's a big part of it, but it's a matter of listening to the Holy Ghost, following the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Then he switched and began to talk to me about this open door for ministry expansion in Kansas City. Really is what the main thing he was talking to me about here. And uh, he, he started talking to me about this. And he, and I want to include you in on this as well because you're a part of this. You're, you're using your faith with us on this. Everything in the natural says this is the worst time in the world to start another church. But see, it was the worst time for Isaac to sow in a famine too. But uh, he said to me, he said, uh, and you're in on, on this with, with your faith too, right? Yes. He said to me, and I laughed, my spirit, just up out of my belly came the joy of the Lord. I just laughed and laughed and laughed. I got silly, drunk laughing whenever he said this. He said, Go on through the door. I knew what he's talking about, Kansas City. Go on through the door. The adversaries are as powerless as a ghost to hurt you. The only power they have is the power you give them through fear. <laughs> glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how you can sit there like that. I got to say that again. Go on through the door. Now you got to think of three scriptures. Remember uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 16 verse number nine. There's an open door open to me, effectual, and there are many adversaries, number one. Then we we read over there in the well, i got to have you turn to one of these because maybe, maybe you don't know about the verse. But Philippi- you know about this one. Philippians 1.28. You remember Philippians 1.28? Yeah. He said, in nothing terrified by your adversaries. In nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is an evident token to them of their destruction, <clears throat> but of your salvation. The Amplified says a clear sign. Whew, glory to God. When you're not afraid, it's a clear sign of the devil. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. 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 Praise God! Now you need to turn to this one because I don't know if we've shared much on this one. Isaiah 26. This will give you an understanding of what he meant here when he said they're as powerless as a ghost to hurt us. Hallelujah! I got to read this in the Amplified. Actually, I'm just going to read the Amplified, not the King James. You got to see it. You got to hear it. Isaiah 26 and uh, verse in the Amplified verse. Where is it here? I, I, verse number 14. You got your shouting clothes on? <laughs> Glory to God. If you don't, like Brother Hagin said, if you don't, go change real quick. <laughs> okay, this is the Amplified. Isaiah 26, verse number 14. The, now, now, he's talking about Israel. Let me, let me back up. He's talking about, remember, they had been in Egyptian bondage for, four hundred. I think it was 430 years. God sends Moses, the plagues, you know, all that happened. Finally, they came out of Egyptian bondage. But how many of you know Egypt decided, well, we want them back, and they came after them again. Yeah. Yeah. They're delivered from Egypt, but Egypt came out. How many of you know Satan will always try to come and take you back into the bondage that you were delivered from? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's, just, that's just the devil. That's just devil 101, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he said uh, uh, they, were, they, were, uh, they came after Remember, they were up against the Red Sea. And there was mountains on both sides. And then the Egyptian army came behind them and, and blocked them from escaping. And they're, they're trapped, really. They're up against the Red Sea, mountains on both sides, and the Egyptian army behind them. And then we rephrase it, a mad Egyptian army behind them. And the cloud of glory went from before them and went from, be, went be, from be behind them all night long. And it protected them so that Egypt could not come any further. Hallelujah. And then God's, uh, I mean, uh, Moses is praying to God and Moses says, what do I do? And he said, stretch out your rod. Yes. And he stretched out his rod over the sea. And remember, the uh, north wind blew all that night and it divided the waters. The Bible said it congealed the waters. That means it froze them. It blew and froze them, froze walls of ice on both sides holding it back. And they went through that Uh That was their way of escape. How many of you know he promised he would make a way of escape? And that's what he's telling us. There's a way of escape out of what what is coming. There's a way of escape. And so they went through it, but that's not the best part. They went through it is good, but whenever they got through it, Egypt's armies thought, well, we can go through that too. How many of you know the way of escape for one man might not be your way of escape? What for one man is his way of escape can be the drowning place of another man. So don't go to each other and say, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You don't do what somebody else's direction is not your direction. God spoke to Israel and said, go through. He did not say to Egypt to go through. So they're illegitimate. They have no authority to do what they're doing. Just because somebody else did it doesn't mean that's guidance for you. And so they went through that, and Egypt decided they were going to go through it, and the Bible says God told Moses, stretch out your rod again. He stretched it out, and that water came in on the Egyptian army and drowned the Egyptian army. That's the context of this verse I'm getting ready to read. Are you out there? And so uh, look look at verse number 13. We'll start there. This is the Amplified. Isaiah 26, 13. O Lord our God, other masters besides you have ruled over us. Now, many of you know, that's the Pharaohs. He's talking about the Pharaohs. They've ruled over us, but we will acknowledge and mention your name only. This is the Amplified. Look at verse 14. Then the former tyrant masters, that's the Egyptians, are dead. They're dead. They shall not live and reappear. Why? Because they're floating in the water. That's why. Their bloated corpses are out there bobbing like a cork. Yeah. They, shall not, they are dead and they shall not live and reappear. They are powerless ghosts. They shall not rise and come back. Therefore, you have visited and made an end of them and caused every memory of them, every trace of their, their supremacy to perish. In other words, Egypt was decimated by trying to come after Israel and they drowned in the Red Sea. You destroy a nation's army, you have destroyed that nation. This was their downfall. they're, they're trying to stop Israel from going out it was their downfall. Number one, they got all the... Remember the Bible said God told Israel, you go borrow all their silver and all their gold, all their jewels. Remember that? That's why the Bible said they came out with great substance, and there was not one feeble one among their tribe. They went and they got all of Egypt's wealth. And by this time, after 10 plagues, they're glad to give it up and say, get out of here. Here's all my jewelry. Here's all my diamonds. Here's everything I got. Here's, Here's my stash of gold over here. Take it. Get out of here. We don't want to see you again. We've had enough frogs, lice. We've had enough of all that. And now our firstborn is dead. Yeah. Out of here. Here's all our stuff. Yeah. So they took all their wealth, and then their army was destroyed. Yeah. That decimated yeah. Egypt. That, that decimated Egypt as a nation. Yeah. Destroyed them. Yes. It, it, God didn't want to destroy them. They just fought against what God was saying. They were they were supposed to do. They're supposed to let e- Israel go. Yes. Amen. It doesn't pay to resist God. Nor does it pay to touch God's people. <laughs> right. But he's talking, they're, they're singing a song here, and they're saying, those former tyrants are dead. They'll not live and reappear. They're powerless ghosts. See, they might, they, they might have, the, the, the Israelites might have memories of the whippings, the beatings. Cause remember, they were slaves in Egypt's bondage. They might have all those memories, but that's all it is, is a memory. The Egyptians themselves will never come back and get them because they're dead. Not only are they dead, whoever's over there that might try can't get through the Red Sea. How many of you know we've been, we used to be under the tyrant, the devil? We used to be under the curse. We used to be under poverty. We used to be under the, the prince of the power of the air who just slapped us around and did whatever he wanted to do. Like a tyrant, like Pharaoh would just do whatever he wanted to do with the people of God. But we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. We're out of there. We're out of the kingdom of darkness, and we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear self. Hallelujah. And the former evil tyrants, they're dead. That doesn't mean the devil doesn't exist. It means he's as good as dead to us. And he's like a powerless ghost nothing tangible that he can do he can can threat he can can make things look like certain ways hallelujah and they will not rise and come back isn't that good God God visited the devil in hell and made an end of him he spoiled principalities and Woo! glory be to God Praise be to God. Hallelujah. And every memory, every trace of his supremacy is perished. He has no supremacy over me anymore. That term, powerless as a ghost to hurt us, that's what, that's what the Holy Ghost said. Do you hear what he said back there? i got to read that again. Now, now it will make more sense. You put those three verses together. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, by the doors are adversaries. Philippians one28 don't fear because, they, they, you, know, uh, you know, not for a moment afraid. And it will it'll show them they're, they're doomed. They're doomed. They're doomed. So no fear. And then Isaiah 26, 14, powerless as a ghost. That's what the Holy Ghost did. He put those three verses together. I couldn't have put those three verses together, but he put them together. And he said, go on through the door. The adversaries are as powerless as a ghost to hurt you. The only power they have is the power you give them through fear. True glory to God. I'm treading on this. I'm treading on fear. I'm, I have no expectation of evil because that doesn't belong to me. That's their kingdom, not my kingdom. That makes me think of Psalm 23. Remember the Bible said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, shadow. What we're getting ready to walk through is a nation's going to cast some shadows. But shadows are powerless to hurt you. I love what Brother Copeland said to Jerry Seville one time. Jerry Seville said, Man, there's so many things threatening me. Brother Copeland said, Brother Jerry, he said, the shadow of a dog never hurt anybody or bit anybody yet. Yeah. Yeah. Glory be to God. Somebody said, well, well, if there's a shadow, there's a, there's a being there. Yeah, and he's powerless to help torture. Powerless. Hallelujah. He prepares a table for us in the presence. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Hallelujah. That's shouting ground right there. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So every time fear tries to get a hold of you, you just start shouting. You say, powerless as a ghost, powerless as a ghost. Powerless, ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Powerless as a ghost. But there's more to it. How many of you know said, learn to follow my spirit? Learn to follow my spirit. Hallelujah. Well, now I'm glad I said it. It turned out good. God doesn't want us to be afraid. God has not, said it out loud, God has not given me a spirit of fear. He's given me a spirit of faith. Yeah, that's another way of saying that, isn't it? He's given me a spirit of faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I, I am just thrilled about what's ahead. For the people of God, it's good. It's well. You know, you see that all through the Bible. Whenever uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, uh, I'm not saying America is going to be destroyed. You understand. But I'm just using parallels that we see in the Bible. When Sodom and Gomorrah was stro- destroyed, he got the righteous, which is Lot and his family. He got them out. When the world was destroyed, he got Noah out. Whenever Egypt was destroyed, he got the people, He got Israel out. Listen, and whatever's ahead for this nation, we're already, we're already delivered from it. We're already delivered from it, especially if we listen to the Holy Ghost and He tells us what to do, and we do it. Glory to God. Well, Father, we've just simply shared what you put in our hearts. We know there's uh, many, many things that need to be said yet, and we thank you for the honor and the privilege of, of uh, being warned and told ahead of time. Father, we're all here before you to hear what you're saying to us by your Spirit. Father, you guide us by the inner witness. And we, we thank you on the inside. We know what to do. We don't respond to fear. We just respond to what the, the Spirit of God tells us to do. Hallelujah. And we thank you for help and mercy on all of us. Be merciful to us. Lord, if we're, if we're uh, not hearing what you're saying, we ask you to help us to hear what you're saying. Give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. We are your sheep. We know your voice. Hallelujah. We just make confessions of faith, and we say, it'll all be well with us. You'll guide us in paths of righteousness for your own namesake. We'll lay down in green pastures, and you'll lead us by the still waters. You'll restore our soul. Though we walk through the paths of uh, the, shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil. Thou art with us. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Thou art with us. Thou art with us. Thou art with us. Thank you. You're in us. But you're with us. Oh my, 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 my. Yeah. I remember that, Lord. I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If that's necessary, that'll be. That'll be. That'll be. Either way, you're with us, you're in us. You're with us and you're in us. You're with us and you're in us. You're Glory be to God. Glory. Pray in tongues just a moment here. Basakite. Ha-ha-ha. Baligete. ba Yeah, that manifestation of the Spirit. We thank you. We thank you for the inner witness. We thank you for the inner witness. But we thank you for that manifestation of the Spirit that you talked to me about last night, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. palagidi, Palagide. Palagide thank you, you're merciful yes, you're merciful, yes, you're merciful, whatever it takes whatever it takes for us to get it we thank you that that we'll get it we'll get it, hallelujah because you're merciful, hallelujah we have more confidence in your ability to get it across to us than we do in our ability to hear (laughs) hallelujah that's That's where your faithfulness comes in, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory. the many, yeah, Lord, I'm hesitant to say it, but, but you're telling me to say it. You're telling me to say it. There will be some of you at times in your time of prayer a strong manifestation of the presence of Jesus himself. As if he were standing by you to speak to your heart. Ah, and you'll say, I know what you're saying, Lord. I know what you're saying. I'm not saying you'll see him. I'm not saying you'll have a vision. But it'll be, Yeah, I, I, I see that, Father. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't control. The, I'm not the head of the church. I don't control how you do things. I, I, I just am the delivery boy, Father. I know the primary way is that we're led by the inner witness. And, Father, we don't don't look for other things, or or I should say, ask you for other things beyond the inner witness. But but I, I sense the Spirit of God saying it will be so. It will be so. You live in all of us, but some you'll come and stand with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we'll distinctly know. Yeah, just like, yeah, I know that. Twice you've done that. Yeah, I see that. Oh, I see why. I see why. Yes, 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 yes. The Lord went with him, with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord went with and worked with the Word, with signs following, and confirmed the Word. With signs following them as italicized. The Lord went with and confirmed the word. Hallelujah. You said you'd be with us to the end of the world. Yes, you're in us, but you're with us. You're with us. Hallelujah. And so so you'll be you'll be there. Yeah. In name, I'm hesitant, Lord. I don't I don't I know how baby Christians can respond. They'll begin to seek something that they don't have a right to seek. But Father, I'm going to have to say what you say. The Lord will stand by some and he'll show them what to do. And they'll say, yes, I'll do it. And he'll be there to work those miracles, to work the miraculous. It will be miraculous. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Now, now, open, open up, hold your, uh, get your Bible, stay standing. Open up to Mark chapter number 16. Look what he said here. Verse number, the very last verse. This is after he ascended, you remember. Well, let's just read verse 19. After the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat down on the right hand of God. Notice that. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with, the King James says, them, and confirmed the word with signs following. Anybody can see that the word them is italicized. So you could take that out because that means the, the translators added it. They went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord, that's Jesus, isn't it? Working with and confirming the word with signs following. Huh? Huh? The Lord was working with them. The Lord Jesus was working with them. When the Lord called Brother Hagin and said, "Uh, hold out your hands and gave him that healing anointing. Remember that? He said, uh, and they began to talk to him about this anointing won't work unless you tell him. Remember all that? And Brother Hagin said, oh, Lord, send somebody else. People persecute this kind of ministry. And fire came out of Jesus' eyes. He said, who called you? He said, you did, Lord. Then he said, you better fear me more than the people. And he said, besides that, he said, I'll go with you. Remember that? Yeah. I'll go with you. And he said, from time to time, I will open people's eyes and they'll see me standing beside you. And they'll say, well, the Lord Jesus himself was standing right beside that man ministering to him, those people that he ministered to. <laughs> that's the whole, that, that's Jesus with him. The Lord's with us. I said, the Lord's with us. I said, the Lord's with us. Hallelujah. Now, you and I don't have a right to seek a vision. I want to see Jesus. No, you, you, the devil will accommodate you. He's an angel of light, and he'll try to get in on that. But I'm just saying, some of you will be distinctly aware in a time of prayer. Well, somebody's standing right here, and, he's, and, 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 and the, the directions of what to do will come. That's because he's not only in you, he's with you. Oh, I'm glad who's with me. Aren't you glad who's with you? Why is he there? He's there to give you instructions, and he's there to work miracles. The Lord worked with, the Lord worked with, come on, somebody. I'm just flowing with the Holy Ghost here. The Lord worked with and confirmed the word with signs Follow. He's the one doing those signs. Some of you are going to have some signs and wonders take place. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. I've had two times in the last, well, three, maybe three years, I'm estimating, where I never said anything to a person. Well, I said something to a couple of the staff. But, but uh, when I stood off, I remember I could tell you exactly who they are. I remember the situations. One of them was right there. One of them was right here. When I stood, walked down off the platform and, and, and ministered to them, Jesus himself came and stood right beside them. I never said anything to anybody, but I'm telling you right now because the Lord's reminding me of this verse. And Jesus himself walked with them from this place and walked beside them until their healing was complete. He was in them. The Holy Ghost was in them, but Jesus was walking right there with them. One of them's happening right now. It's being worked out. Ah, Glory be to God. You can't fail. What, how on earth do you think you can fail? Yeah. Well, you can get into unbelief and get into fear and fail. But if you stick with Him, praise be to God. He's with you. Stick with Him. Yes. Yes. Glory be to God. I was minding my own business last night, and He started talking to me about what I just prophesied about Him being with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you are looking at me a little strange. What happened to our nice little pastor? I tell you, he got he got rested over Christmas and got full of the Holy Ghost. That's what happened. <laughs> Glory! Praise be to God! Praise be to God! Doctor Dufresne, we were over in Russia. I'm trying to quit. We were over in Russia, and uh, we were ministering. I don't remember. I think Pastor Nancy ministered that night, actually. And uh, uh, during the end of the service, this holy reverence beyond what we're used to. It's it's always a good presence in our services, but in this service, it it was unusually reverent. And it came in. And we had to actually, in order to get out without being mobbed, we had to leave while the pastor's closing the service. Because there's no way for us to go through another way. We had to go through the crowd. So we walked out. And that's that service where Jesus appeared to Pastor Ike coming down the steps. You remember that? Yes. He's weeping. Yes. Remember that? Yes. He said, I want to do, I don't remember all the, I can't, I just paraphrase. I want to do so much more, but my people worry, you know? Right. Yes. That shows you his longing to do more for us. Yes. 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 Anyway, Brother Hagin, I mean, uh, after that service in the back room, a tremendous move of God, a whole lot of things happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, afterwards, Dr. Dufresne said, you know, whenever, because we we all sense, man, that reverence in that service, how that ended, that was different than what we're used to. He said, yeah, when that happens, Jesus came in. I learned something from that. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Some of you are going to spirit some things. Glory. 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 Well, that makes me afraid of your Savior. You're afraid of your Savior. Don't try to make a thing happen. You try to make something happen, the devil will accommodate you. See, so we've got to pastor you while we're talking yes, about yes. exciting things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you'll be aware after it's over, you'll be aware. My goodness, that was Jesus himself standing there. Who, you might say, who am I? You're, you're his. That's who you are. Amen. You're loved by him, cherished by him. Uh, he, he, he longs to do so much for you. I don't know if some of you are getting it. I'm going to have to walk out of here by faith believing you're getting it. Because by looking at your faces, I'm not sure you're getting it. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Tell your neighbor, in fact, hug yourself and say, tell your neighbor, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. <laughs> Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to receive communion, but do you have something first, honey? Come on up.
1: Look to me now, and I will take you through. Play what you did at the very beginning,
2: what you started out with.
0: Hallelujah.
2: When you first started, when you first started.
1: Look to me now, and I will take you through. Look to me now, and I will be with you. Look to me now, and ask me what I see in your future, you and me. Look to me now, and I will take you through the storms of this life, show you what to do. If you look to me, look to me, look to me, look to me. Look to me, look to me, look to me. me. Lay your fear down and look to me. Thank you, Lord.
0: Hallelujah. I love it. Thank you, Jesus. Raise your hands and just thank him for his faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord Jesus. Our eyes are on you, nothing else. You're our future. <laughs> glory. Hallelujah. You're our future. Together, you and us, we're walking on and treading down all the forces of darkness, walking in victory, walking in glory, walking in faith, walking in joy, walking in freedom. Thank you, Father. Our future's with you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Isn't this a sweet presence? Thank you, Lord. I remember in the Old Testament that the the Israelites had three armies come against them greater than them, and they did exactly what the song said, Pastor Debbie's song said. They they turned, and their eyes were on the Lord. He said, we don't know what to do. These armies are mightier than us, but our eyes are on you. (laughs) And while their eyes are on God, and they're just waiting on the Lord... The spirit of prophecy came on a man. See, the Holy Ghost didn't live inside of them, so he prophesied and said something outwardly. Yeah. Say, so here's what you do. Go down by the cliff of Ziz. This is where you'll find them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they did it, and they came out. Rather than defeated, they came out with more gold and silver than they could carry away in three days. Yeah. 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 You know why? Because they looked to him. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to walk from here in faith Amen. that you're getting it. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. We're going to receive communion. And uh, this is the first Sunday of the year. We just want to join together in receiving communion. If you are a member of the body of Christ, whether you're a member of this church or not, we invite you to receive communion with us. And uh, you don't have to be a part of this church. But uh, we're going to have the elements handed out. And you can hold them if you would until we all receive the elements and can receive communion together.
3: washed. I am sanctified. I am Holy Ghost filled and water baptized. I am table where children are fed. We are filled with the mercy of the lamb and the bread. I feast now daily because I've learned to live in the grace that belongs to all who are born I am washed. I am sanctified. I am Holy Ghost filled and water baptized. I am white with my God for all time. Cause Jesus. I am washed. I am sanctified. I am Holy Ghost filled and water baptized. I am right with my God for all Glory, glory, this is what is called glory.
0: Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the bread and the cup that represent Jesus' blood and his broken body. Today we take of these elements in remembrance of the fact that his body was broken for our healing, his blood was shed for the remission of our sin, and to confirm and ratify a covenant that is eternal that we are now in because of the blood. We take today the bread and we break it and we receive our healing as we partake of it in Jesus' name. Break and eat. Praise God.
2: Father, we thank you. It's been good to be in the house of God today for answers, for revelation, to hear what you have for us this year and in the coming years. Thank you for understanding. Yes. And right now, Father, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the name of Jesus that is our protector And in Jesus' name, we say that we take this cup that represents the blood, and we say we're cleansed. Thank you, Jesus. And we say that we're righteous. Yes. And we say that we live right because you live within us, and you strengthen us, and you keep us by your keeping power. It's in in your strength. It's in, it's in yes. your light. Yes. It's by the blood that we stand here and we say yes, yes. that we are overcomers in yes. Christ. Thank Jesus. You, Jesus. And this is a new year and a new beginning for many in this place. Thank and you, does Chanduhuhanddahosah? and does you stand up and say, "No, I will not be beat down any longer, but I will stand up and I will speak to that spirit and I say, "Go yeah. in Jesus name."
0: Thank you Jesus.
2: And it must go and it must leave your life and your family. And as you stand up and you speak to those things and then you wipe off the dust and you say you kick it off. And you say, "I go forward, and this is a new day. This is a new dawning. I go into the glory of God in Jesus' name, yes. and I'm righteous by Hallelujah. the blood, no matter how I feel." Yes,
0: Hallelujah.
2: And ushende. it's a new day. It's a new dawning. So I say it. Yes, Father, you go before me in this new way.
0: Yes, Hallelujah.
2: In Jesus' name.
0: Take, yes, 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 yes. Drink of the cup. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Thank you, Jesus. I'm an overcomer. Amen.